Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. I hope that your week has been an incredible one. Thank you for joining me again this week. It has been quite a week. (laughs) So many of you have reached out, and I know that it was a powerful, powerful testimony on last week. So first, as always, I just want to say thank you to Gay for being willing to share her life story. And um, as I said, so many have reached out because it was raw, it was real, it was authentic. They all are, but my goodness, this one was a hard one even to edit um, as I tried to take out as much of the crying and as I possibly could, but yet at the same time leave in what's real so that it's authentic. and. Um, I was just so very pleased that she was willing to put herself out on the line like that for the sake of us being able to listen and learn and grow from it. So, Gay, again, thank you. Thank you. And like I said, I am praying for you and your new extended family that God will bless you um, and equip you with everything that you need to be the incredible mom that he's already gone before you and made you to be. But guys, so many of you, you just commented on the fact, first of all, you know, we go through something like COVID and even though we hear it, we know that it was a devastating and still is to some degree um, uh, disease situation that we all managed to live through. We forget that so many did not. Uh, And it's easy. It's easy to forget it. You know, it's easy to watch the news. It's easy to hear other people talk about it. It's easy to allow it to become a a distance, uh, a distant thought in our memories of something that once happened in 2020. And I think this testimony this week brought back to life the, the fact that there are people, real people, real faces, real lives attached to this disease called COVID-19. It made me so very thankful and so grateful to God that my own personal life basically went through unscathed. But at the same time, it made me pause and think about those who did not fare the same way. And uh, for those of you, I'm sure gay isn't the only one. There are many people who have been touched by this pandemic. And I pray for all of you But guys, I really pray that we will stop taking things for granted. I think that personally is what came to mind for me as I went through gay story. It's just there's so much that I take for granted. I assume a lot of things. And that is a promise. That promise is not there. It is not promised that we're going to live long lives. It is not promised that we are going to be the ones to raise our children and see them marry and see them move on. There's so many things that are not promised that we assume are. And um, the reality is, at in the blink of an eye, 
every one of our lives can change. And are we ready when that change comes? You know, she talked and everybody mentioned this about just praying that desperate prayer. God, do this for the kids. You know, they already lost their mom. Now they're about to lose their dad. This is the only biological connection that these kids have. And she's begging God, please let him live. You know, when she mentioned negotiating, she said, you know, I just, I started negotiating. I negotiated even my mom because she had already lived life. Take my mom and leave their dad. I think many of us do that in different ways. We may not have a life situation that is so obvious and so intense that it is um, that clear. But yet at times we are negotiating, God, if you just do this, then I can do this or take this and, and not that. But bottom line is, guys, God is God and we are not. And when we suffer those hurts and those disappointments, if we are not honest about them, they become deep-rooted bitterness, crevices that we fall into time and time and time again. Because what we're wanting more than anything, we're going, we're begging God, please display your power. Show yourself. I know that you can change the outcome. I know that you can heal. I know that you can save. And yet when he doesn't do it, everything inside of us questions, why? Why? And the hard thing about that, guys, often the question why does not come with an answer. It doesn't come with an answer. And that's why we have to be willing to, we've got to have a faith deeper than our feelings. And I know that's something, it's commonplace. We know that. Yeah, 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 BJ, tell me something I don't know. But to really have a faith deeper than your feelings. Because we can feel something so very strongly. But those feelings only go so far because if God intervenes and takes it in a whole different direction, then we're hung up on those feelings. You know, I heard someone share once about, he was saying something about, you know, if you go through your car manual and it tells you, you know, your seat belts are used for this and this is what it does and the airbags will deploy deploy if the wreck is is serious enough and, you know, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And he says, you know what, we can know that. And you don't really think twice about it, about how it functions, if it's functioning properly or anything of that nature until you're in a wreck. And then you realize the importance of everything that's written in that manual. Because even though it did not prevent the wreck, it held you together in the wreck. That is what faith is. That's what I thought about when I was listening to Gay's story. You know what? Her faith, her seatbelt held her together. It did not prevent the situation from happening. It didn't stop the accident, but it stopped her from also dying in the collision. Guys, 
God is holding on to us at times when we don't see it. We don't know it. We're frustrated because we're getting banged up. When I think God wants us to stop and go, stop focusing on the accident or stop focusing on the bad thing that happened. Stop focusing on the what ifs and focus on the fact that I held you together. You know, I look at that family and I go, my goodness, the hand of God was all over it. All the various pieces of that puzzle. But he chose gay years before it was time for him to take Jack. He chose gay to get to know those kids three years before he called Jack home. God went before them. Now we look at that and go, but yeah, but what if he just didn't take him home? We don't have that authority. None of us know when our time is up. But I think the beauty is in the fact that God knows and he goes before us. He made sure that those kids had what they needed after he took their dad home. He went before Gay and began to put into place all the pieces that she would need in order to become a legal guardian, in order to know what it means to go to the schools and and, and get on their documents so that she can check them. Everything she needed to know that she didn't know and didn't even know she was going to need, he went before her and made it happen. Guys, what if we saw our own lives that way? It's hard. You know, we, we, we're dealing with all day, every day, simple things, many of us. But even in the simple things, he's gone before us. He's mapped it out. Our lives are not a coincidence. It may seem like it, but it really isn't. At least I don't think so. I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't believe my life is coincidence. I believe my I believe my God is so well planned out. He knows everything that's happening in BJ's life, everything that's going to happen, everything that has happened, and how they all tie together. And even when I get angry and upset and hurt and disappointed, he allows me to be human and rant and cry and not understand. He allows me to be human because our God understands us, even if we don't understand him. Guys, I I think the charge (laughs) from last week's testimony was really to look for God's mercy in unexpected places. How can I see the hand of God when My husband of only three years is taken away from me. How can I see the hand of God when these kids' father is taken away? How can I see the hand of God when during COVID, the kids can't even go to the hospital to visit him? There were so many situations in which Satan wanted and wants to use them to make us turn against 
God. Begay and those babies fought the good fight. They kept the faith. Guys, if they can do that in the midst of all of what they were dealing with, we can do this on a day-to-day. We are stronger than we give ourselves credit for. But we have to stop giving in to our feelings. We have to allow our faith to be deeper than our feelings. So much of life, honestly, guys, it, 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 it hangs between expectancy and reality. I expected, let's say, to get a job, and I didn't get it. I expected God to heal Jack, and he didn't do it. So much of life really is a balancing act between expectancy and reality. Just because we expect it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But as Christians, we put that into the hands of God. Not into our hands, but it's into the hands of God. It's, oof, mm. You know, I I could have entitled this lesson, this testimony, holding on to faith when life has broken your heart. That's what Gay's testimony was all about. She's choosing to hold on to faith, even though life has broken her heart. The kids are choosing it. All her friends around her who are trying to help her stand, they're all choosing Because I do think it comes down to a matter of choice. They're choosing to hold on to faith, even though life has broken their heart. It's tough. Life is tough. You know, this has been a crazy, crazy work week for me. Sometimes... It's hard to hold on to the faith because my heart is so broken by the circumstances around me. But I think it always comes down to, BJ, what do you choose? What do you choose? I had two kindergartners, kindergartners this last week, attempt to take their life. We're talking five, six-year-olds I'm like, God, where does this come from? Sometimes it's so overwhelming. The ages are getting younger and younger. Most of the mental health around us starts at seventh grade. And now we're talking kindergarten. So I understand it is hard to keep your faith. When your heart is broken. But honestly, guys, if I'm just going to get real, what other choice do we have? Right? What other choice do we have? I choose to be faithful. Every day I choose to be faithful. God, I don't know what to do but I'm going to honor you in this moment. That's how I go about it. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I feel, but I'm going to honor you in this moment. 
I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm going to honor you in this moment. Let's give honor to the God who so deserves it. If we can see that he goes before us and makes a way out of no way, then we can have faith in the fact that whatever comes our way, he's got it worked out. It may or may not include you or your loved one or what you want to see happen, but he has it worked out. I heard a woman share this once and I'm going to close it with this. She said, you know, guys, Go with the light God's given you until he gives you more light. I thought that was powerful. We're so busy because so many times we feel like we're stumbling in the dark. At least I do. I feel like I'm just stumbling around in the dark trying to figure things out. But sometimes we're so busy trying to figure it out and we're not going anywhere. And she said, go in the light that God's given you. If he's only given you enough light, enough faith to walk a mile, then walk that mile and walk it faithfully until he gives you more light. Then maybe it's time that you go the next mile and then the next mile after that. But we have to start doing what we're already sure of. Isn't that the definition of faith? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Guys, let's walk in what we already know and let the things that we don't know take care of itself. I am not going to worry about what I don't know because that's, that's a territory that God has not revealed to me yet. That's ahead of me. That's beyond me. But what he has lit up in my life, I'm going to walk in it and walk in it boldly. Guys, it all comes back to being on the lookout for the hand of God, following his hand, trusting his hand, and staying in step with the Father. Guys, I thank you so much for joining me this week. Gay, again, thank you, my sister. Praying for you and your family. Be well, be faithful, be strong. Everybody, until next week, be on the lookout for the incredible hand. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.